<laughs> to um, Resurrection Sunday, right? We want to get that right? That's right. Yeah. And we're home. <laughs> and, yeah, we're actually home, so that's a good thing. And we have Heidi Hutchinson visiting us, so uh, she's joining us at the round table. And we're glad to see so many of you from around the world and looking forward to seeing some of you next weekend at our immersion retreat in Alabama. So uh, Linda and Daniel and yeah. others of you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. So. so why don't we go through real quick what we have so people that are just popping on and watching the recording can see. What we have coming up? Yep. All right. Are you bringing up the PowerPoint? I'm going to bring up PowerPoint as soon as... There we go. So I want to say that we do have one or two rooms left for the Alabama retreat. And so with all those people. <laughs> if you want to come, please sign up and let us know. We'd be happy to have you come. And then our next immersion retreat is in Washington State on the coast. That's going to be a lot of fun uh, as well. So if you're in that area, I encourage you to sign up. Those rooms are going fast. And then next slide. It's not there. It's not there. There it is. All right, there we go. <laughs> so we want to give you the calendar for um, kind of the rest of the year. We might have some other things will pop in there. But we're planning another Restoration Encounters uh, seven days in Colorado Springs, uh, the last week of July. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, we're, we just scheduled a main immersion retreat September 23 to 27. So that's the main one? The main one, yes. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> we have been wanting to go see the fall colors and experience that. We're, we're going to get to. And so if you would like to join us, that would be an awesome time to explore the area. I think the location is just about 20 minutes south of Portland, Maine, if you're looking at location. And then we're planning to be in Virginia, October 2 to 3. Uh, Karen Britt is going to be organizing a little gathering there. And then Greenville, South Carolina, Immersion Retreat, October 7 to 10. Now, all of these on this slide right now, I, I don't have on the computer yet. They're not on the events section in the website yet. But hopefully tomorrow or the next day, God willing. Yes. And <laughs> yes. While traveling. Since while we're, we're traveling. Tomorrow. We're leaving today. Um, <laughs> we, we, will, we will get those put up. I just wanted to give you an idea of what's available. We, we had such an awesome time <laughs> in Sedona. I can see Nance there. Good to see you, Nance. Hey, Nance. It was see awesome. Um, Nance was the, uh, just the consummate host um, there, and it was just amazing. So we love to go around the country and see so many of you in person. And as soon as COVID lifts, we'll go around the country or the world. The, <laughs> world. the, world. the world. The world. The cosmos. That's next. <laughs> yeah. When you're playing the Mars, yeah. <laughs> 
so um, coming to a planet near you. <laughs> so anyway, just glad to be together as a family and so grateful for each one of you. Thank you for joining in today. And we're just excited about what Father has for us. All right. Let's uh, engage. Engage. All right. <laughs> Captain Picard, right? All right. Let's go. So, Father, we're just thankful for what you're doing. And um, we just want to slow down our thought process to engage what you're doing, to let you invade our thoughts, take over, that we could be able to see what you're doing, hear what you're doing, perceive what you're doing. So go ahead and share what you're seeing and perceiving. Just feel such joy of the Father, and, and I know every time it's this way. If there can be an extra special joy, um, <laughs> there's an extra special joy. And uh, just the delight of the Father and the things that He wants to impart today into each one of us. And I sense from His heart that He's absolutely delighted that so many people around the world are celebrating this day. But I also sense from His heart that his desire is that they would understand, all of us would understand the true gospel and the true message of what it meant for Yeshua to come, to die, and to be resurrected. What was it all for? And I got a feeling he's gonna reveal some of that here as we engage with him. So if you're on YouTube, Facebook, I encourage you to write it in the comments section and uh, share this as well. Get it out to your friends, let them know that we're here. And if you're on Zoom, just go ahead and unmute and share what you have. And if you're in-house, step up to the mic. I just saw a father with this well, and Yeshua, Ruach, I just saw them all holding these bouquet of flowers that they just, they were exploding with joy. There was this spinning of joy, but, but it's like he's releasing the sweetness of his fragrance and just, you know, exploding with the floral scent. I, I actually saw, saw Father holding flowers like Easter lilies and just... And, there, and, and his fragrance is just spinning in the cosmos and around the earth and, and like a saturation. Yeah. It's saturating people, places, things. It's just beautiful. I'm just sensing that many of us just need to be taking some good deep breaths just to rest, relax into the Father's heart. Just feel the Father's delight to share with us a deeper level of the height, the width, the depth, and the length of his love, the multi-dimensional facets of who he is and his love for each one of us. 
figure of a man that kind of reminds me of Atlas Shrugs with this huge, like the earth on his shoulders, his arms outstretched like we would think of Jesus. Mm. I see it in triplicate kind of behind each other, but the, the earth that I see is just this light. It's just bursting forth of light. Jesus, the light of the world. Wow. sensing this frequency that Father wants us to engage with. I really don't know what that means. I see us resting and as we're resting we're, we're backing up further and further into the frequency of his love, into his heart. We're resting deeper and deeper into the message he has for us this morning. seen a celebration that's taking place in the heavens and it's it's another celebration of lights <clears throat> because when Jesus came into the world he showed us the light the truth of who we really are sense with this frequency there's movement and just almost like the father is wanting us to, to carry us someplace today I can smell the fragrance of hyacinths falling into a bed of roses and then a fragrance just lifting up from that and just like it's just let go of all the stinking thinking and all of the <laughs> stuff that you know like just hinders like the fragrance of God coming forth it's beautiful thank you sure why it looks like we lost YouTube again this morning. Um, we'll try to get it back up, but just encourage you to either jump on Facebook or go to KT Communities and join us on Zoom.
just to add to what was just said, I had the sense that um, on this day when we celebrate Jesus rising from the dead to life, there's an opportunity to trade in mindsets of death for mindsets of life, any grave mindsets, any old way of thinking that would keep us yeah. mm. in kind of, so to speak, death mindsets that we can just trade those in today for life mindsets and the, and the mind of Christ. Amen. That is so good. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. So we yes. just bring to the Father before the mm. throne any death thinking patterns. Strongholds that keep us from understanding and engaging with, with God. We just lay those down. And I would even say if you don't know what they are, you just know that you have those strongholds that the stinking thinking <laughs> that keeps you from being able to engage fully with Father, that you would just be willing to lay those down. That this is the death. This is the death that we need to give these things up, put them away. And before today is over, I believe that each of you will receive a resurrection to life, a new way of thinking, a new paradigm that brings life and light and love your life I'm getting a song I am I am the resurrection and the life mm. I am I am the resurrection and the life <laughs> well, that's beautiful Maxine thank you I received that mm-hmm and just encourage you that um, yes that is Yeshua but it's also each one of us because he lives in us and the first time the father asked me to say that over myself that I am the resurrection life um, I was like no 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 that's not me that's Yeshua but he said no it is you because of who lives within you Resurrection power is in you. I'm just getting a sense of breakthrough that some of you are just in a place where you feel like it's a little stagnant, that it's you're not moving anywhere, you're not shifting anywhere. But what I'm hearing is that that is the place that Father has designed to get you to in order for there to be breakthrough and that you will wait in this place with expectancy, expectancy of what the Father is bringing. Just be ready for shifting, the paradigm shift. He's going to pull something out that perhaps has not been correct way of thinking but he's going to replace it with light and love joy and peace I have a little more uh-huh <laughs> we are one we are one in the resurrection and the life we are one 
we are one in the resurrection and the life. Yes. So good, so good. <laughs> Thank you, Maxine. I was part of a group that thought that Easter was a, a bad word and that uh, pretty much separated me from almost every Christian celebrating Easter because I thought it was something terrible, but today I didn't know how it was going to go, but today it seems like that's all breaking off and the language mm. of spirit. Come on. Has to do with love mm. and frequency, and uh, it's our heart that's loving what Yeshua showed us, mm -hmm. and not so much about qualms about words. So, yes, yes, it's so good. Thank you, Chad. Totally agree. It is the heart behind what's happening. The intention. Mm-hmm. I just felt father just a big belly laugh with of joy of going yes we're breaking off condemnation and judgment and separation Hallelujah. and we're able to love and rejoice and walk mm -hmm. together oh what what did Jesus really come to do because we're taught that he came to save us from our sins our bad behavior and yet before the foundation of the earth, Yeshua had already been crucified and we had been forgiven. So he did not come to save us from our sins of bad behavior, but he came to save us from our sin, harmatia, of missing the mark of understanding who we really are. He came to reveal to us who we really are. It wasn't that he needed to die in order to appease an angry God. It had nothing to do with it. God so loved the world that he sent his son so that we would be saved from our sin of harmatia, missing, misunderstanding who we are. So we step into that light of knowing who we are in Yeshua. We receive that. Let it permeate every cell of your body, who you really are. This is the joy of the Lord. This is the celebration of light that is going on in the heavens, that the revelation of who you really are is taking place. Mary Rita on Zoom says, today is a special day and Yahweh is celebrating with us and wants us to fully enjoy. Yes, yes, yes. And I felt when you were saying that, Gil, Father gave you a thumbs up. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Come on, YouTube, Facebook, um, Zoomers, Let's hear what you got. You're carrying a peace, and your peace is valuable. 
Please bring it forth. I just heard the Lord say, and and just to continue what you spoke so brilliantly, it's also us carrying his love and understanding of everyone we meet, that he's in them, drawing yes. them, and how precious and valuable they are, and helping people to understand how worthwhile and valuable they are yes. in God's heart that he created them for something extraordinary like he himself is you know as he is so are we and everyone around us it's beautiful thank you Norma thank you <laughs> what else reveal your peace <laughs> um, earlier today when I was praying um I like saw some barriers that I didn't realize were there between uh, God and I and then I was looking at God and he said look the sun is up because um, there was sun, a sun in the scene and it was fully risen and shining out um, but I wouldn't look up I just said yeah I know not realizing that um, and then when you just spoke I realized that looking at the sun yes you see all barriers and um, all of these different things but if you just look up at the light um, and absorb what's coming from the light. It can completely transform um, anything that you're seeing within. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank Love you. that. Thank you. I saw the just briefly the plants. Um, can you speak up a little louder? Yeah. Maybe. Can you hear me? There we go. Yeah. Is that okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw like planets moving in. I guess rejoicing, I'm not really sure what they were doing, but like the, the rings of Saturn were moving in and moving around up and down on Saturn and um, yeah, just different things happening with the planets. That's good. Uh, that's awesome. All of creation will celebrate when we begin to understand who we are. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Love that. Thank you, Vivian. That kind of goes along with a little bit earlier, I was seeing like the earth and each one of us as points of light. And as we were engaging with one another and with heaven, there were these arcs of, of light and then they were going out into the cosmos mm. and connecting in different places. That's good. What else? Bring your peace. Don't hold back. I just perceive that there are some from the cloud of witnesses who were actually part of um, that resurrection morning. <clears throat> and there's things that they want to share with us about that moment mm -hmm. to help us understand in a deeper way. 
even as you said that, I, I, I saw some from the crucifixion, the Roman guards yeah. that are in the cloud of witnesses. Yes. Mary Rita on Zoom says Yahweh is drawing many Marthas to have Mary's heart as well. They will see the life and resurrecting power in them today. More of Lazarus are coming out of the grave and being released as well. Yes. 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 I just had this thought that when Yeshua was explaining to the disciples how he was to die and to be raised from the dead, they didn't really it didn't really click for them. <laughs> and there's there's so many more secrets of the kingdom that it seems like may, may have not been written in our scriptures. Like when John said, if all the things that he'd done was written down, the whole book, the whole world wouldn't contain mm -hmm. the books that could be written. So hopefully there's some someone from the cloud of witnesses that can reveal some of those secrets. And by yeah. now, maybe they have uh, come to believe them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. Thank you, Chad. I just wanted to share from Ephesians 4, 8, where it says he ascended on high, took captivity captive, and gave good gifts to men. Um. And there's a note in the mirror translation that says, um, the gifts which Jesus Christ distributes to us, he has received in us in and by virtue of his incarnation. Wow. So um, it's just the foundation for the restoration of all things in heaven and earth mm. yes. in his resurrection and restoring us to um, our first estate, which we can really sort of celebrate today. That's beautiful. Mm. Thank you, Lisa. <clears throat> and just in the, you know, receive the gifts he wants to give you today. I should say, reveal the gifts he's already put inside of us. say go to John 17 and and Jesus was saying I have revealed to them who you are father and I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me for your love will now live in them even as I live in them and I just I sense that this is also a mandate from Father for us to make him real to everyone we meet, and, and even including ourselves, that we just can absorb that same love in Jesus, that that's all in us, and to be just absorbing it, breathing it in, him in right now. <laughs> so good. Thank you.
just seeing as we breathe him in and then we're breathing him over the earth just his light his love his peace into the earth realm into the cosmos feel like this week is a special um, communion time that we get to enter into as we prepare the elements is the cloud of witnesses are joining in with us and they're sharing different bits and pieces from that weekend from the crucifixion from the resurrection and then it's their delight to partake with us in this time together. And Father's just been giving me a little bit of a download for the communion here, so. Good. We'll, um, so yeah, go ahead and get the elements wherever you're at. Um, if you're uh, at home, hopefully you can find something nearby. And as always, if you don't have something, you can take communion in the spirit. I'll give you a few minutes for that. But I can say that we are in, we, we've said it many times, we've crossed the threshold. We are in the, the kingdom restoration age. Some might refer to it as the age of Aquarius where we are pouring back into the earth. We begin pouring back into the earth and restoring kingdom. Lynn shares, we are being revealed in Christ as he is being revealed in us. So good. This is also the time that we um, that we give, that we just open up that opportunity. So just encourage you to ask the Father how he wants to give. It's always between you and him, where and how much and what that looks like. But just feel that this is a special moment to trade into life mm -hmm. and into resurrection. We'll call it resurrection thoughts. Paradigm shifts from death to life. That each of us are being resurrected to new life. We are awakening to who we really are. Yeshua said, I am the bread of life. 
And as we partake in just a moment, we become the bread of life to others. Yeah. And so he just invites us into that place of oneness with him, of union with him. As we take the bread and as we partake, we say yes to resurrection life in and through us in the name of Yeshua. Testament, they had four cups that they celebrated at the Seder. Those four cups were the cup of sanctification, the cup of deliverance, the cup of redemption, and the cup of praise. Yes. Now, I know that this is not theologically correct, but I believe that in the New Testament, in the age of the church, we combined all those cups into one. And I know people would disagree with that, but this is just what I got as a download we combined all those into one because we were sanctified in Christ we were delivered through him we have redemption and we could lift the cup of praise yeah. so they were all together and now we celebrate in oneness and so when we take in the bread it literally becomes one with us when we take in the wine it becomes one with us and as we are beginning to shift and understand Jesus, part of the reason he was crucified was because he claimed God as his Father. He spoke the words. And yet as we have been shifting and understanding deeper and deeper truths, we see all through Scripture that ultimately God wanted to be our husband because the two, when married, become one. He wants that oneness. So, um, you know, you've heard it said, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Basically meaning, I agree with that. So instead of cheers, I say joy. Joy. Let's drink. And Tasha says, we are letting go of the old and walking into the new, being led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I love what Father does here because there's no pressure. It's just the body sharing. And again, each one of us come. And as Paul says, we each come with something. So we encourage you to bring your peace. We've shared many times how we've kind of got stuck because one person didn't think that their peace was that valuable. I guarantee you, every one of you, your peace is valuable. You are valuable. You are here for a purpose. So I'm just going to ask if you have anything to share regarding communion that we just took or the engagement that we've had. Please share it. Please bring it to the table. We'd love to hear it. When Adina was sharing about the bread, I saw her taking like little wafers and handing them out to different people. It's beautiful. Thank, Thank you, Maxine. Maxine. Marianne. So um, just that whole time I was engaging with like Lazarus and how he was in the tomb and he was just the feeling of like he went into death and then all of a sudden the grave clothes fell off of him and he came back into life and um so i was just engaging with also how jesus i know 
um, Brad Jerzak, he, he talks about how on the cross, Jesus just absorbed death, absorbed every affliction, absorbed, um, you know, every bullet that's been fired, every rape, every, you know. Yes. Um, so I, the verse that came to mind was, um, what is it, Second Corinthians, it's like, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So um, just all the things that we've absorbed in life and just turning it into light and yes. turning, you know, letting yes. it go and releasing it. That so is good. so Thank beautiful. You. I love that. It's good. It's so good. All right, who else? Bring your peace. Don't be shy. I, um, go ahead, Vivian. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I've been um, meditating on this and, and thought it'd be something good to bring up and maybe get other people's thoughts on it, um, which is John 6, and where Jesus says that the fathers, your fathers ate manna, so they ate physical bread, they died, but I'm the bread of life. Those who eat this bread will not die. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Prophet Cobus, who talked about, he's believing that immortality is going to be something that some of us will enjoy. Yes. And so I've just been meditating on that. And I think it's, I'm hoping that it's a revelation that is going to start becoming a part of uh, uh, this, this movement. And it's still a little fuzzy, but I just thought it'd be a great thing to talk about, or at least discuss about the, the bread that we're taking to Jesus is actually immortal life and there's a difference between everlasting life and immortal life so i've just been meditating on that and thinking about that during resurrection day today that's awesome. very good we love that very good yes i sense father saying um when we eat communion i am calling you to live heaven on earth and and i saw him I'm saying like just as Jesus when he walked on earth brought heaven to earth and walked heavenly life on earth the same way we are called to to release heaven to live heaven on earth so good. good thank you Dorette I just wanted this to confirm that too that uh, Yeshua said my bread is to do the will of the father it's good Good, good, good. Hmm. So something to contemplate. Go ahead. Rosemary uh, says, "Letting go of all the old, good and bad, so we are ready for whatever is next." Nobody else has the specific DNA and frequency that we each have, so it is vital we stand in our fullness of being. And then Lynn says, "We are entangling in the DNA of the risen Christ in us in the communion." Mm. So good. Nancy on Zoom says, Lahaim. Mm -hmm. Yes. To life. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Anyone else? I'd love to hear your voice, see your face. I just, um, I saw that who was communing with us in the cloud of witnesses were all the aborted babies. They were mm -hmm. celebrating wow. life and 
and their purpose in heaven. And I heard Father say, everything that has died within you, I am bringing into resurrection life. Any aborted, lost, given up dreams or, you know, friends or people or places, it, he's just bringing everything to life. And, you wow. know, it's like his gift to us is his own life permeating everything. So anything that we feel blocked or locked down or not full, it's like we just get to take his life right into that area and allow him to bring his life into it. That is amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You know. I was just um, meditating on something that um, doesn't really, it's something that we know, like that Jesus came to earth to become one with us and we become one with him, mm -hmm. that unity, mm -hmm. um, which doesn't necessarily sound that profound, but it just feels like there's another dimension of that to step into today. Um, and um just along with what direct was direct was saying kind of related to that i've been meditating on this week um the upper springs and the lower springs in different ways like there's a reference to that in um the book of judges where caleb gives his daughter the upper and lower springs and yeah. also um in genesis 7 when the flood occurs the waters of the heavens and the waters beneath the earth open up and kind of birth this flood but it's kind of um the flood of the glory of the lord covering the earth as the waters cover the sea and it just seems like there's an opportunity an opening a dimension of stepping into that oneness another level of that oneness with him to open up those springs that are in us um the upper springs and the lower springs the springs of heaven the springs that are in us mm -hmm. um, where it says in scripture that um, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water yes. just another dimension <laughs> of oneness to release that I love that mm -hmm. thank you so much Lisa wow wow so good anyone else I, yeah I, I just get so I'm so joyful to be reminded of this this verse in Matthew 26 uh, when Jesus said to the disciples I tell you I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom and typically said <laughs> the next time we drink this, I will be with you and we will drink it together with a new understanding in the kingdom realm of my father. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the joy of Jesus um, uh, enjoying and having this communion with us that uh, not only we drink uh, his... Uh, yeah, this one just <laughs> can't help it, but to share. Thank you, Mary Thank Rita. You, Mary. Uh, Rosemary says, that's beautiful. Thank you. Breathing life into dead dreams. Yeah. And Lynn says, as we co collectively forgive, we are cleansing off trauma in the community and beyond. Yes. Yeah. 
like that. Yes. That's good. Jen on Zoom presents a poem. We are one with Christ. We are resurrected life-giving spirits. We are all that he is and nothing that he isn't. We are one with Christ. Wow. That is good. beautiful. Thank you. Let's just go ahead and shift over to um, our conversation time and um, carrying this peace and this love and this yeah. oneness and joy <laughs> and um, I'm gonna throw something out really quick um, Marianne would you like to join at the table your husband was here last week sure. awesome <laughs> come on up and um, while Mary Ann's coming up, um, let's go ahead and put the slide up. First slide, there we go. All right, so talking about freedom in the spirit, and this definitely connects us with um, what Christ has done for us, has set us free. We were in bondage to our strongholds, and he came to show us who we really are. Uh, John 8, 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And He has already done it. We are simply waking up to how free He really set us. And for me, when I was looking at this verse, you know, that if was kind of, you know, there's different ways you can read, like, if the Son has set you free, then you're free. And, but looking at it from a fresh way, in fact, Jesus was the one that was saying this. And I could just see him saying it with exuberance, like, therefore, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed, <laughs> you know? And that emphasis is so different. And sometimes mm -hmm. we read scripture in these little... Depends on what kind of glasses Little lenses and, yeah. you know, instead of that if being, well, maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But <laughs> yes, if he has, it really is freedom. It's really good. It's good. It's good, good, good. Um, so again... We're inviting everyone to comment now, so share what's been on your heart, share, hopefully we're uh, sparking something to say, and I'm going to turn back because I know you're soft-spoken. I, I love that, Adina. I just, I so appreciate your guys' interpretations. It's just transforming my thinking because, especially like you had that, um, that, the, the verse of like, oh, you of little faith, mm -hmm. and just like Jesus saying that with joy instead of like, yeah. oh, you have a little faith. Like, <laughs> I just, I love, the, it just shifts my mind so yeah. much. Like, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. All right, well, anyone else? Um, someone added here, let's see. Um, someone else's pain can be your root of understanding to forgiveness. See what they, um, what they feel as we are one. See what they see and feel what they feel mm -hmm. as we are one. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's uh, the uh, a, a greater level of empathy. Yeah, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, Let's go ahead. You can do so, with the next slide, a, a, a greater resurrection. I was just thinking about this in that um, a year ago, um, you know, when we talked about the resurrection, it was for the earth. It was for the world. Uh, this earth. Um, but 
as we found out from John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That that, wor that word world is not about this earth, it's the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And so I put here the first three definitions of that word cosmos, an apt or, or harmonious arrangement, government. Uh, second one is the arrangement of the stars, the heavenly host, and then the third one is the universe. And so God so loved the government, God so loved the arrangement of stars, the heavenly host. He so loved the universe that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And for me, that began to expand the joy of the resurrection because it's not just for here and now for humans, but it's for the whole cosmos. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I don't know, that, that just brought so much more joy than to just, you know, oh, it's just for this world. He only cares for these people and this, you know, we're the only ones that he died for. Uh, and then we are the light of the world. And again, that scripture, we are the light of the cosmos. And so as he is in us, it begins that expansion, that light more and more everywhere we are. You know, this is interesting. I don't, you know, I, I haven't had time. It just a thought occurred to me, so I just looked up the Greek word for perish. It says that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And again, it depends on what kind of glasses you have when you're looking at it. Because if you read it with the first one, to destroy. So whoever believes in him should not destroy but have everlasting life. And I haven't even looked up the everlasting life yet. That would be interesting <laughs> as well. Or put out of the way entirely, or who would not abolish, because that is what we tend to do when we don't believe. We destroy, we, we tear things down, versus you know someone who believes is looking to restore and to bring kingdom back into the earth. I'm just curious. It's always fun to dive deeper into these verses that we kind of like, oh, yeah, I know that verse, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to see it from new perspectives and new dimensions and to go, wow. Yeah. And again, you know, it doesn't mean that that's exactly what it means, but it is an a option for interpretation when you're looking at how do you interpret that word in the Greek. And the ones I just shared are actually the top ones. Uh, to perish is actually the bottom one. Mm -hmm. So, could be could mean what it means is it's it's used mostly as when it's when that use, word is used that for the most part it's used in to destroy and so forth, not to perish. So, could mean that the perish part is actually a bigger stretch mm -hmm. of interpretation than the idea that someone who doesn't believe is going to wind up destroying things. <laughs> all right um next verse is romans 6 verse 18 and 22 and again got to jump in here people this is resurrection sunday what's going on what are we doing um what's happening in the cosmos as we're crossing this threshold in time and for us it's just another rotation around the earth and we're and the thing is we're not in the same place we were uh, I think I've shared that video, and I don't probably don't have it on hand, but the video that shows the world, or excuse me, the solar system as this vortex going through space. So even though we're going around the sun, 
the sun is moving through space and there it makes a vortex of us kind of just chasing the sun and it's very cool looking but the thing is we're not in the same place we're doing another rotation around the sun but we're not in the same place so as we've come around to this you know thousands of rotations around the sun later from the time that Yeshua actually you know came to the earth we're not in the same place we were we're moving and I believe we're progressing forward so Romans 6 18 verse 18 and 22 uh, oh go ahead can I just share something yeah, yeah please 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 okay. um, I was watching two videos um, and they said the same thing one was someone else talking and then one was a psychologist and they were talking about um, when you're giving therapy if someone's in a really high um, like hyperactive state you kind of need to get to that to their level and then bring them down to where they should be or if they're in a low space get to that level and then bring them up to where they should be and um, kind of first resonating with where they're at and then first resonating with where they're at and then coming up to the right level um, and then bringing them up to that right level and then um, when that person I think it was on Facebook said um, to have empathy feel what they feel I just got that picture of um, someone may be low or whatever it is and then God comes to where we're at um, comes to our level resonates there but then brings us to the higher level and then yes. um, in the last slide when you said for God so loved the world, so God was in that frequency of love that he gave his only begotten son, so he came down, I don't know what he had, but he came down to our frequency so that we wouldn't perish. So he's now bringing us back up to that mm -hmm. um, frequency that we should be at. You know, and that's that's fascinating, Uma, because uh, last week Maxine had shared the, the um, extraordinary, I guess, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it, it's just one of those things in nature that it happens. If you have two different frequencies, the higher frequency tends to raise the lower frequency automatically. And so, yeah, I mean, and that's, to me, one of the greatest reasons to spend time in the heavens is because when we spend time in the heavens, we're in that frequency, and that frequency begins to raise our frequency so that we can then bring that into the earth, and then the earth begins to rise up to that frequency. So it is a... Um, uh, a fascinating thought and it's there's truth to it yeah as a musician I've had experience with that where um, like I'll be playing the piano for a few hours and I'll start to feel things around me resonate like um, there were, we had a drum set in our in our music room and it started to like vibrate and yeah just as you're releasing yeah. frequencies I think it's calling everything they, they come into resonating frequency together, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Um, Mick, uh, you're muted. Are you? Uh, no, I was just going to say exactly the same thing. You know, it's called um, vibrating in sympathy. Mm -hmm. When you get two, two notes, you can have two, two, two instruments, and one instrument will play a note, and without being played, provided it's a stringed instrument or something like that, the other, the other instrument will start playing just on that one note, the same. So that supports what um, Marianne. the speaker said um, earlier on, you know, about yeah, coming into that same frequency and then... 
It's called resolution tones it's or necessary. something. Resolution yeah. tones or something yeah, along we know those what lines. We're about. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's, it's a, there's a lot of different names for it. But I, I can see the rationale between uh, by saying that you have to get to the same frequency in order to bring that person to another frequency. I, I, I think that um, it's almost like um, it's not condescension, but it's seeing things as they see them, isn't it? I suppose. Yes. Yes. Well, as you were saying that, Mick, um, one of the thoughts that came to mind, and it's a rabbit trail, but we don't need to take it now, but just the idea of, you know, binary tones, you know, the binary beats, the binary tones that are used to put, you know, something, one frequency here with a different frequency here. And it's meant to bring the hemispheres of the brain into sync. Um, I don't know how it works, but they've been doing it for decades now, and I find it interesting and fascinating that they're using that to bring the hemispheres of the brain into sync to different tones. Yeah. And I've listened to them before, I've done it before, and after a while, you know, at first you hear this wah, 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 you know, the, the difference of the two tones, but then they start to kind of merge yeah. after a while. Yeah. Um, so there's this phenomenon that happens with stringed instruments too, where if you're playing two notes at the same time, because uh, mm, strings yeah. can play chords, um, so you have the two notes, a third tone will be produced if it's in tune. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because you know, it's it's like the clashing of the two notes, and then there's another tone that's produced. That is it's cool. interesting. Overtone. Yeah, overtones. Hmm. And even when you were um, just saying that, I was thinking about Christ and the death and the resurrection, like coming down to our frequency of our misunderstanding. I think that word that you said. Um, but he's coming at a different frequency, and like we hear the clash at first, like could it be true? Um, that we are who he is, but eventually they like produce a harmonious sound. Yeah. Wow. That's good. So good. Good. All right. Diane. Um, I totally so, resonate um, with what you guys are saying. And it comes down to the scripture with where it says, um, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not snuff out. Mm -hmm. So he's coming down to the frequency of the bruised reed or the smoking flax. He's operating on that same yeah. level yes. as it, otherwise it would be snuffed out or broken. Um, but we know that he's not going to uh, leave that person in that state. So, and I watched um, the interview with Paul Young and Gil this week where Paul Young was saying, your freedom um, doesn't give you the right to mm -hmm. drag you through the bars of the prison someone else calls home. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, resonating with people where they are um in their circumstances you know frequency wise as well that's obviously a massive part of it um to help to help them there to identify with them there and you know maybe sitting in the prison for a moment that they call home yeah, yeah. before yeah. inviting them to take the way out it's good so good i think it's really important thank you it lisa. is thank you lisa all right, Diane. Diane. Um, so I, I was thinking about the frequencies as far as like when the bulls are at the house, 
people will start talking and sometimes the bowls will resonate with the people mm. talking. And it's so interesting to find, you know, that resonation. And um, also I was thinking along those same lines about, um, you know, some of the thoughts that we have that we need to have our thoughts aligned with the Lord's thoughts. Yeah. And I had gotten to a point this week where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to go, you know, in him, in, in heavenly places, in him, I'm going to rest in him and let the frequency of his glory just start changing the frequency in my body, which includes mm -hmm. the thoughts and the emotions, you know, because sometimes if you try to do it in the flesh, you know, it's such an effort to change your thoughts and emotions, especially because they've been in a, you know, a rut, a, a path that's well worn and maybe even as deep as like Grand Canyon or something. Yeah. But to go there and just spend a lot of time just letting the glory of God, you know, it's like if you're, if you're imagining yourself in him and his glory is surrounding you, you know, like, is there a dissonance, you know, between our frequency and his frequency? And along those lines, you know, going back to what you said about the cosmos, that, you know, that because he loves the cosmos so much, and then here's this great plan where he created us in his image, and he's inviting us around the world to come into him into heavenly places and to govern with him and to have his love and to have his frequency so that we can, because all creation is groaning for the yeah. manifestation of the sons of God. And so that, that frequency that we can be like him, co-creators with him, with his frequency, with his love, so that we can get his love for all of the cosmos and know his strategies so that we can you know, resonate like the bulls, you know, like you speak and now they're going, yeah, the cosmos will go, yeah. That's so good. It's good. Good, good, good. You know, and we'll keep, um, oh, go ahead, Vivian. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm not sure where I had seen this this week. Uh, I was trying to remember if I'd actually seen it with you guys, but I don't think so. I think it was watching a Gaia video um, where they have some kind of satellites or something and uh, where they kind of feel the frequency of the earth and on 9-11 a lot of people didn't believe in this whole frequency until 9-11 the frequency of the earth had a huge spike mm -hmm. and um, that's when they realized that they that that, that spike was coming from people yeah. that the the human the human frequency created uh i'm sure it wasn't a positive spike but that's <laughs> when they actually seen that um our feelings and our emotions or something yeah. is affecting the actual whole frequency of the earth. And, and I think that we're all onto something as we yeah. raise our frequency that it is going to change the earth. Mm -hmm. And another thing I wanted to add that I felt uh, years ago, you know, I was trying to really find what God had called me to, but the Lord revealed to me um, about frequency as my friend here is, uh, plays the piano, his understanding of, I, I play guitar. So about how strings vibrate and, uh, and I felt the Lord saying, when you are resonating with something, so for me, you know, I, I wanted, I, I, I painted as a young girl, I'm a musician now, but I painted as a young girl, and I was trying to see, you know, is that what God wants me to do? And I remember once walking in an art gallery, and this feeling overcame me, and it was, it was frequency. Hmm. I felt the Lord telling me, you are, you are vibrating. It wasn't exactly this. You know how you get God telling you, you know what, you, yes. you don't know how to interpret it, but it's what he's saying, yes. So I was feeling this frequency was attracting me because God was telling me this is a part of who you, this is part of your scroll. And so 
a part of finding out who we are, what we're called to and who, who we are is when we go into a situation and we resonate with something, that frequency is the same frequency as us, which is sympathetic frequency, which that lady was saying. Sympathetic frequency is we are sympathizing with that frequency and we are identifying with it, which is a part of our calling. And that's how, as we're moving on in life, that we know what our calling is because it does something in the in our spirit rises up to match that frequency. Yeah, that's so good. That's Thank good. You. you know, and just on the note of the 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 is it the Schumann? What's it yeah, called? Schumann resonant. Schumann resonant frequency is is. I don't know how many people actually watch that or monitor that, but I do know that when we did our restoration conference um, about a year ago, right? Restoration of all things. Yeah, yeah, restoration of all things conference. That someone picked up that there was a spike in that frequency during that time. I don't know if it's a common thing or not. I don't. I don't pay that much attention to it. So if, if somebody does, I'd be curious to know: <laughs> is it real frequent, or is it very infrequent? And can we kind of match it up with things going on in the earth? You can. There's mm -hmm. actually an app you can put on your phone. The HeartMath Institute has done a lot of research on this. And that's why um, a lot of New Age people do those unity events. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. You get that coherence. That spike is coherence, and it is between people from yeah. what they're telling yeah. us. It's yeah. very interesting. Wow. Well, that's we awesome. need to probably be doing more of that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, see if we can raise that frequency. Uh, Lynn says, we are sinking and resonating up in Christ collective communion and in one holy love. And then she went on to say, our collective looping and individual unique frequencies loop out and touch others. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is touching and igniting the uh, sympathetic notes and draw them into recognition, higher frequencies. Um, there is a frequency of truth. Another right, anyone else? Word for the Go ahead, Chad. Raising the, another word for raising the frequency is ascension. I like that. And, uh, and so Yeshua's frequency raised so high that he turned into light, and that was the transfiguration. That's good. That's good. good. Okay. Did you oh, have Sure. I Go have ahead. one. So, so, you know, I think we all ask, like, why do we have to experience pain and why do we have to experience suffering in this world? And I, you know, I guess regardless of why that's, that's there in the first place, but I mean, we, like, if we can empathize, you know, like talking about how we resonate with where someone's at, but then we bring them out of that, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, that's, that's sort of the overarching questions that I always have about like, how do we get someone or how do we get ourselves out of like pain and suffering and really it's like Jesus entered into our suffering yes. and then his frequency <laughs> unlocked it, you know? So, yeah. Well, as like, you say that when you, you know, he entered into our suffering, what were we, what were we suffering from? In my mind, I'm thinking we're, we were suffering most from lack of identity. And he entered into this place yeah. with us to bring us into full identity. That that probably, in my opinion, would be our greatest suffering. Mm -hmm. And that one of the greatest miracles we can find today is freedom from the lies that we believe so that we can actually step into the fullness of who we are. Yeah. That, to me, is the greatest miracle. Um, 
you know, growing arms and legs back. That'll be nothing once once we really understand who we are. All right, Tom, I knew I was going to call you out if you didn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about, you know, that people have a need to be heard. Like, yeah. whoever they are, they, they need somebody to listen to them when they talk. Mm-hmm. But really, I wonder if what's happening is the frequency of their heart. They need somebody else to resonate with their frequency. Mm-hmm. Yes. To, to, so that that does something in them of an awakening or a, yes. a f- yeah. affirmation. And so the yeah. Lord came down to resonate with our frequency. Yes. So I, I was, yeah. uh, anyway. So and that I might help us. Go ahead. Well, and uh, with other people that are suffering or that just need to be heard, realizing, well, this is a frequency issue. They're looking for somebody to resonate with them because mm-hmm. that does, that brings forth something so they can move forward from that. Well, and and as you're saying that, I'm just thinking that I think we, for the most part, do that somewhat naturally. We we resonate with other people, and and that we've been doing that most of our lives to some degree or another. Or with our frequency, we come in and we lord it over somebody. (laughs) (laughs) That can happen just as easily. Yeah, Yeah. but anyway. And the other part of that is sometimes we're repelled. By someone's frequency and you know personality but who knows what other stuff is in there but you know and and I think some of that is just natural personality that we click with some people we don't click as well with others we may not know all the reasons why but then I think there's some deeper issues you mm-hmm. know that come into play well even even the you know the idea of uh, like when you're around people there's already something going on on another level that we've we called it con- chemistry. Con- <laughs> <laughs> but, how, but but how and we're that's like an awareness that we're not super sensitive to. But the Lord is like He'd be you know what people were thinking. There's all these different ways of this. So what was the what was the the, the purpose of our the, the theme of the meeting today was freedom. Yeah, freedom, freedom in the and what Christ yeah. did to set so, us free. So free. I, I was looking at the definite the dictionary definition, which is free from it limits. And controls. Mm-hmm. So our mm-hmm. consciousness, the limits of our awareness, yeah. where the Lord want, mm-hmm. is wanting us to experience unlimited awareness, mm-hmm. which would get back to these these frequency issues mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things, and, and any control that mm-hmm. would be. You know, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, uh, as you're saying that, I'm just oh, thinking it's Resurrection we... Sunday. So therefore, in other <laughs> words, this whole thing is about this new man arising that's mm-hmm. unlimited. And is free from any control, except self-control. So, so well, I think we need to have a, a conference, and it's going to call the Wake Up, the Wake Up Conference, oh. about our consciousness and, and Ooh, what uh, we need to do to wake up yeah. to who we really are. Yeah. So I want to take off of that and actually go to the next slide. Um, just because as I was looking up different verses about free, being free, is uh, Romans 6, 18 and 22, and it says, Having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. And then, But now having been set free from sin, having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. And then 1 Corinthians 9, 19, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And so I was thinking about this issue of freedom is we think freedom is absolutely no constraints. But I don't think that's what Father is talking about. I, I believe that, don't know that it's we, possible. we will be a servant to something. We will mm-hmm. be a slave to something because the way we were created is to serve something. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's not so much like, oh, I'm free of all constraints, but is, is where am I channeling what Father has called me to do and be? Yeah, and so it, it puts a different look on it than just, oh, I'm free. Yeah, so I mean, even, <laughs> even someone who doesn't do anything for anything else or anybody else is serving themselves. So, yeah, I, I like that. They're serving someone. Tom, come on. I see you. I see you. I saw that perch in the chair. <laughs> well, so, because um, uh, earlier I was thinking about different things related to this, but um, you know how we think we're going to, well, I'm trying to tie it into what I was, was thinking about earlier in the day, but we think we want to be free, but God's designed us to be in relationship. Mm -hmm. So there's something about all of that where, yeah. like, if you look at your body, so you're free, uh, skin cell or, or liver cell, free. Go. Well, I, it's dead. No, I'm, I, it's going to die. I'm part of something else. Yes. And I actually, as, as in being a part of something else, I receive something through that relationship. So freedom doesn't mean you're totally independent. It's a different, it's because God's so, you look at the Trinity, you know, that the Trinity, they're all free, but they're all one. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of a paradox, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, even in the context of the last couple of weeks where we had Catherine Wang on talking about the progression, you know, we're no longer slaves, we're no longer servants, we're no, you know, sons in this progression. And in one sense, that is true. But the other part of it is understanding we still serve something and someone. Well, we don't ever lose that. To me, the understanding that I'm going to is that when we are maturing as sons, that when we reach maturity, guess what? If you're a mature son or a mature woman, it's time for you to go out and become one. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, who first? A Diane. Well, Zoomer. Oh. Mick, go ahead. Okay, well, um, I'm partly throwing this out for myself, um, as well as any other effect it might have. But <laughs> a wonderful thing happened to me over Easter. Now, if I said to you, I had a vision of a palm, what would that bring to mind? A red Ferrari. Question. <laughs> palm. A palm. Everybody's going to have a little bit what different picture. What does that say about Easter to you? Hmm? Say that again. All right. Maybe, maybe this is a bit too. What does a palm, you know, a palm tree? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. A palm leaf, what does that signify to you over Easter? On Sunday? Yeah. No. Yeah, the waving and putting down on the <laughs> Sorry. <side. laughs> no, well, it would, wouldn't it? It would. In the natural, it would. But I had it on Good Friday. And not only did I have it there, I, I had two experiences, and they were very tangibly from God. One was this palm leaf, and concurrent with it, there was the word rest. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and this, this rest that I experienced on Good Friday was unlike any other rest I've ever had. Oh, that's good. 
I know what it is to rest in the Lord. You cease from your own labours. You know, you're, you're not trying to answer every post on Facebook. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of my weaknesses. One of my weaknesses. But I say what, you know, I was really conscious of it. And it wasn't that I was afraid to do anything. But I was afraid to do anything. Yes, yes. And, you know, it was like the spirit was guide was controlling me. Wow. And voluntarily, I submitted to the control of the spirit. But the spirit was controlling me, and it was a, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, a really wonderful experience. I've never had such a rest. You know, I, I felt like I was about five years old again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just completely at peace, you know, um, and, and it was, you know, just that absence of not having to do anything, just, just be It's like, beautiful. You know. uh, and that was wonderful. However, the next day, of course, didn't feel the same. So I'm wondering, you know, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm almost afraid to do anything now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Even good things, and and I'm trying to, you know, seriously, I, uh, and I'm trying to um, make turn it good into a, a quest to find my destiny. Yes. You know, uh, now maybe that's a selfish thing. I don't know. You know, maybe it's a, um, and I'm sure the Lord will show me. I know we've all got a destiny, but sometimes you hear people say, well, you know, the Lord. He wants you to do this and that, and you will find your destiny, and you must pursue your destiny and all this. Well, I don't know. I don't know what my destiny is, really. So I'll just live day to day. Um, so that's the, that's the kind of dilemma I've got at the moment. I don't know if you can shed any light on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was as you were speaking, I was just thinking that, uh, you know, the greatest place that we can be is to be in a place of rest and then just do what he lays before us to do. And not to get so caught up in, you know, I've got to accomplish my destiny because that puts us back into a work situation, a striving situation. So if I had to choose between the two of knowing my destiny and striving to get there or resting in him and not knowing what my destiny was, I would choose the rest. I would choose the rest over the, the destiny. Because the thing is, I know that he has a destiny for me. I don't need to try to, uh, you know, work that out. If I just simply stay in, in you know, relationship with him, I will be able to move forward in that destiny just because he's showing me the next step. And that's oftentimes what he's done with me in the last eight years or so because I was so driven as an entrepreneur to make the mission, get the vision, you know, you know hit all the goals, you know, in, in the business plan and all that. I was so driven. I mean, I drove everybody else crazy around me in that process. But when I finally got to where, you know, God got it through my head to, to rest, start resting. Well, all of a sudden now I didn't have necessarily a vision. We didn't have a vision mission statement for Kingdom Equipping Center for two or three years. So, you know, and that was like totally against everything that was in me. But it's, he wasn't giving it. And we were just waiting. And so just waiting and doing what's next can be just as productive, if not more productive, than trying to perform your own destiny on your own power because you can really mess things up if you're not careful out of time 
you know, doing something that uh, you, you think is right to get there and it's really going to take you down the wrong path for a while. But just being at rest in him and taking the next step, I think, you know, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. We worry about it all the time. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yes. Yes. On Friday, Mick, I also woke up and I was thinking, wow, I feel at rest. I've never felt this before. And wow. I thought about it. It was not peace. Frequency throughout It was world. rest. So That's good. That I just wanted beautiful. to make that comment. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Diane, are you next? Yeah, go ahead, Diane. <laughs> Interesting talking about rest. So I wanted to tie into the whole thing with freedom. That um, I was just going back over Noah recently and looking at the patterns, you know, in the Bible about how people would go their own way, especially the kings, when the kings lead their people. So they'd go their own way and God would let them go their own way until they realized how much they needed him. Then they would call out, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, and he'd bring them back into his ways. And how we go through this pattern and even going into this new age, you know, the age of Aquarius and everything, things are really changing in a big way. And God is giving us a message throughout the earth. And um, it is about freedom. In fact, uh, on we had a Thursday night ascension. I didn't know our topic was going to be freedom today. And um, he had us swimming in the river of life. Uh, to the song, to the freedom song, <laughs> you know, which is really awesome. I'd love to share all that we got on that. But basically, he was wanting us to, you know, strip away our old skin so that we can come into the new skin that was imprinted, you know, etched with his image on it. And that um, even with Noah, the people had gone their own way for so long that there was so, so much evil in the world. And like chaos, if you don't go with intention in a certain direction, then chaos will ensue. And the thoughts that we sometimes get into are very negative and that's very chaotic and it's, it causes us to perish, right? And we need to come into freedom. And so we think that freedom is having our own way. But actually, when we follow his way, you know, Abba, I mean, people talk about, well, the Old Testament is the law, you know, but it's really not the law. It's the ways of the Father telling us the ways of life. And then if we'll just follow his ways, like, okay, every week take a Sabbath rest, yes. you know? And in that rest, you let go of everything, like you were saying, and you find out, well, you know, what does he want? Or how about the old way of praying, where we say, I have these circumstances, Lord, this is how I want you to fix it, instead of going, no, I'm just going to rest in you. I'm going to wait to find out what you have to say, Lord, and then I'm going to follow what you have to say. Now, I think that's probably a better freedom <laughs> yes. than the freedom that we think of our own free will. Yeah. yeah. So I just Good. wanted to share that. Thank you. I want to Thank jump you, on that one. Um, in, in the 1970s, I studied calligraphy in, in an art college, and there was a guest. It was uh, Father Cadditch, who was the calligrapher for the Catholic Church, wow. for the Pope. <laughs> Take a look at the K on Kingdom Talks. Uh, the discipline freedom is what he talked about. So it still has to look like a K or we wouldn't recognize it, but it's so fluid. It has personality. <laughs> and so when we have discipline freedom, we get to express ourselves within a, const a constrained situation so that it's still recognized. That's good. Wow, that's, that's so good. good. <laughs> 
Norma, oh, Lynn, hold on. Lynn says, love slaves volunteer because they cannot resist the beloved. That's good. <laughs> Go ahead, Norma. <clears throat> well, Diane kind of stole my thing, and, you know, other people kind of did. But tagging <laughs> <laughs> on what you were talking about, Gil, you know, with destiny, I, for so many years, probably 10 years, I've been just desperate to figure out, find, hear, from the Lord, what's my destiny? And finally, the Lord just kind of went, "Duh, it's it's love, it's me, and wow. and, yeah. and it resting That's in good. my love and <laughs> in who I say you are, and and just living every day out of me." And you know, it just has given me so much peace. And I did feel that Good Friday peace, and yesterday, mm. I mean, it's a real thing. I think the Lord is just going. Come on, kids. Just, just rest. rest <laughs> Love that. Love that. Cradle you. <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, it's. It, um, I tell you, what a great subject today, freedom. I, I've been uh, seeking freedom, I guess, since I came to faith uh, 26 years ago, and and I've spoken on it many times and uh, been seeking it. And as I've been in this movement now for since I uh, really met you guys and uh and really you know w walking into this next age movement and still seeking what would it mean to really be free and it really finally this week started to make uh a, a, an impact and something began to shift and it really came as i began to look at uh some of the stuff from watch up and uh, and Paul Young and listening to what we've been talking about but really to understand my true ontos my true ontology because my whole religion my religiosity as me as a wicked sinner that Jesus would come and help me through that wickedness of who I was because as human beings we're from Adam all the way down we, we are wicked at our core and only by his blood could be we be saved. And and you know, Gil, you you gave a couple great lines during our ascension of a misunderstanding of why Jesus came and, and really what his death was all about. And I've finally begun to understand that this week that has brought freedom into my life like I've never had before. You know, my my old way of explaining it is that every morning I'd have to take a club to who I actually was to beat it back so that um, I would have enough discipline to live God in a godly way. Wow. And, it, it, and now finally understood that I've so misunderstood who I truly am yeah. and my yeah. true ontology. And as a result, everything has begun to change. Oh, I love mm. that. Love that. Thank That's you. so good, Michael. Thank you. All right. Anyone else? The word that hasn't come up yet, but I, where I, when I try to connect the dots between what we've all been saying today, is really the word trust. I have to have trust in my identity of who I am in order to love others, in order to have a frequency of love that is broad enough to meet them where they are, and yet strong enough to bring them to where they can be, right? And somehow that comes about when we trust God, and we trust who he made us to be, and can fully be that and bring our full identity to a place, to a people, and, um, and bless them and be blessed in return. But if you don't trust, 
you can completely lose out on that entire process. Yeah. yeah. So good. You know, the, the saying, um, I've brought this up once before, I think our culture is, they're saying good vibes only. You know, there's like that mm, saying out yeah. there. And I think that's, that's wrong because um, what Christ did for us was he brought us, you know, like he, he didn't care about our negative frequencies. He didn't, you know, he didn't leave us when we had yes. negative frequencies. And yes. so um, I think as Christians, that's what we're called to, to, you know, we're supposed to embrace the negativity, but set it free. Because I think so much of the world is like, they're starting to recognize the frequencies, right? And yeah. instead of knowing they have the power in Christ to set it free, they're kind of just shielding and blocking it off. And so. Well, and that's a, that's a good point. Uh, to me, my, my understanding of why we're even here, you know, is, is to not only us have a, an experience, but, you know, Father is experiencing life through us as well. And that um, those negative points are the contrast. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we want to dwell in those, but at the same time, um, you know, there's, there's certain times where, where it's appropriate to grieve. And to me that is, and you know, it's hard to even call that a negative experience. It's just, it's part of life. But yet we would consider some things that would cause us to grieve to yeah. be negative, but it doesn't necessarily have to be negative, especially if we have a cosmic view where we understand we are eternal beings mm -hmm. and that we're moving into, you know, a, a greater understanding of existence altogether. But, and I think that's encapsulated in the 23rd Psalm, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I mm -hmm. fear no evil because you're with me. Yeah. And so it's that understanding no matter what, mm -hmm. you know, challenges or negativity we walk through in life, whether we want to or not, he is with us. Yeah, and, and yeah. we can shift that paradigm. Yeah, and that trust is so so vital. And and you know, I think of the old analogy, and I used to use it in, in some of my evangelistic sermons that I would do. But the you know, learning what faith is, and using a chair as the illustration, and that I could sit there and look at the chair and say, I believe this chair can hold me up, but never sitting in it because I don't trust it. There's no faith there. But if I actually trust it with the you know, possibility of it letting me down and dropping to the ground, to trust it means I've got to sit in it and I've got to give it all my weight. Because mm -hmm. if I sit there in a halfway position where I'm like, um, you know, kind of sitting on it, but really not in case it gives out, that's a miserable place to be. Because <laughs> okay. that, your legs will start to burn and it's just not <laughs> comfortable. There's no rest in that. There's no rest in that. But perfect faith is when I not only believe it, but I can put my trust into it. So a lot of people believe in God, but they really haven't learned to trust him. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they haven't seen faith in action. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think we'll wrap it up yeah. for today. And um, So Tom and Diane, do you have a subject for next week that we could tell everybody? And keep that, the conversation going, or you have another topic? Freedom. Freedom? Right. Freedom and frequency. All right, is that okay? All right, and someone's going to... Chad, go ahead. Did oh. you have... <laughs> um, I was just going to add something about freedom, and it goes back to what you talked about before, Gil, about expectation and putting controls on people and um, that there's no such thing as the Ten Commandments. Actually, in Hebrew, that means the Ten Words. 
And one interpretation of that is that it's a prophecy that if you're in relationship with the Father, that you shall, you know, do all those things. It's not that you have to, otherwise he's going to be angry. <laughs> so, yeah. And there's no, and the word freedom and love are synonymous. Yes. So yes, good. Yes. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. Uh, John, John and Evelyn, did you have something? Yeah, go ahead. We actually would be, uh, <laughs> it's just unmuting so that we can take over when we go. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Going to take over. Well, All right. Um, those of you so, on Zoom, continue to enjoy. Well, just make sure everybody heard that. The next week, Tom and Diane will be uh, filling in for us. We're going to be traveling on the road for our Alabama immersion retreat. Mm -hmm. And they're going to continue the conversation on frequencies and freedom. So study up, bring your thoughts, bring it to the table, and I'm sure you guys will have an awesome time next week. Anything else? All right. Well, enjoy your conversation on Zoom, and uh, we're going to enjoy lunch together. So we honor you. We love you. Thank you for being part of our family. Bless you all. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>